0: back in my element. How we doing, babe? Welcome to the new podcast. Welcome to Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast, guys. <laughs> this is going to be fun one. This is going to be cool. Look, we're here to have fun. We're here to have a good time. This is your new favorite shit. This is your new favorite. Remember, don't be a bummer, okay? Let's do this. right this is cheer up babe the podcast i'm your host vj julio uh if you are here from the topic box podcast i want to say hey thanks for swinging over thanks for listening to us i know that i owe you an explanation and here it is i'm gonna give you an explanation of why i no longer do the topic box podcast and i'm not gonna leave you abandoned you know i know some of you got a little bit upset Uh, my friends actually messaged me and were like hey you have fans that you need to explain this to and it's like okay are they having father flashbacks their dad abandoned them so now I got to come in and pick up all the pieces it's a podcast guys all right we're here for the real one and it is what it is now I don't mean to come out of the gates aggressive okay the foundation of this podcast here is to stay happy stay smiling Keep the keep the butterflies fluttering in your heart, nice and good. Keep those balls nice and big, and we're there. Already said a ball thing. We're fifteen seconds into the new podcast, and uh, that's not the direction it was going to go, but that's the direction my brain goes. So here we are now. Topic box podcast. If you're here from that, that was my um that was my dip the toes in the water podcast. That was so I could learn how to record audio, edit a podcast, learn how to distribute it to all platforms, interact with people, see if get a baseline for like just how much time this whole thing takes because that's one thing you have no idea i had no clue how much time it takes to record a podcast then turn around and edit it post it make some posts and stuff on social media now i have that down pat now your boy has that unlock so to speak Eh okay And the whole reason that I didn't just pick up with the Topic Box podcast again is because the format for that podcast, while it's super like interactive and people can kind of bounce back and forth, it's not really foundationally what I wanted to do a podcast about. I wanted to do a comedy podcast, something really, really fun and funny, something light, something that where people check in. It's the best hour of their day or hour and a half, however long, you know, twenty minutes. I don't care. I don't know how long these are going to be. Actually, I do. They're going to be over an hour. But, but that whole like. The listeners send in a topic, and that's the only basis of the stuff that I talk about. Isn't really the sort of free-flowing state I wanted to get into. While it was super, super crazy fun, like no doubt about that, that was a blast. It was more time-consuming to do it that way, and towards the end, I started... Getting further and further away from the topics like the topics toward the end just turned into like the final closer piece of the entire podcast to where I felt like I wasn't doing the justice that was promised up front with those. And then obviously we had some quarantinies happen. Everyone got put on lockdown. My wife got pregnant. I'm pretty sure by me like I'm like, you know, based off of how the little girl looks now, I'm like, I'm like 70% sure that it's by me. We were moving out of the apartment. We were buying a house, just a bunch of stuff. And I was like, you know what? We're going on quarantine. The entire place is going into a pandemic. I'm still considered a essential worker. So I got to get all this stuff ready for the baby. And then once you have a baby, it's like, hey, here's your free time. And then you hold your hand out and they just sprinkle a little bit of like rabbit shit into your hand. And you're like, what's this? And they're like, that's your free time. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. This is a pile of shit. And they're like, exactly. So everything kind of lined up perfectly to kind of phase away from that podcast. This right here, cheer up, babe, the podcast. This is the podcast that I wanted to roll this podcast. We're going to be talking about positive stories, funny stuff, happy shit, essentially everything opposite of the of what's on media now. Everything that you see when you turn on a TV, this podcast is going to be the opposite of it. I don't know about you, but the last I don't know. 125 days have been a little bit heavy it's been a little bit heavy and honestly when i did step away from the podcast game i i was feeling a little bit guilty because i know that at least to some people the content that i bring is positive and they're like god that was fun i enjoyed that and then i just abandoned you like your father and i'm sorry but i'm back unlike your father (laughs) trigger warning babe trigger warning but listen, I know I said I'm going to keep it all positive maybe 18 seconds ago, but some stuff's going to slip through the cracks, okay? I'm going to make some jokes that are a little bit, that skew a little bit on the out that hurt my inside side, but it's not a personal attack. It's just jokes, babe. Some stuff's going to slip through the cracks. It is what it is. Now, it's all part of the fun. The foundation of the podcast is to is to make you guys laugh, make you guys smile, tell some stories, make us feel good. And so it's just like, you know, a little... A pinch of happy, a pinch of fun, sprinkle in some offensive comments, and boom, you have cheer up, babe, the podcast. I hope that you guys stay tuned in, stay locked in, and enjoy everything that I have in store for you, because it's a lot. Been thinking about this for a while. I guess what I could start off with first things first is let's update a little bit. Let's I mean, I've been out of not just the podcast light, but the social media light in general for a minute. And I'm a dad now. I'm a papa bear. Okay? I'm not a daddy because that's not a word I use anymore because social media ruined that fucking word. Are you kidding me? You got 16-year-old girls calling their boyfriends daddy? I'm Now that I have a daughter, that those games are ruined for me. Okay? But I had a little girl, her name's Gracie, she was born Nine, 9 2020 which is either a really cool omen, like she's going to have a lot of double numbers throughout her life, and it's like the stars lined up, so something really, really cool is going to happen, or she is going to be the next Hitler. Like I said on the last episode of the Topic Box, I said we didn't find out until we had the baby what she was going to be, and when we were in that stage of not knowing what she was going to be, I said I have to have a boy because if I have a girl, Hitler if I have a girl, I'm going to raise Hitler because she's going to get literally everything she wants. Everything. There's not going to be a thing that I'm going to say no to. And she's going to be so damn cute because she's going to look like her mom that she's also not going to get disciplined. I'm going to raise her with the confidence of having a big brain that she can use for a tons of things. And I'm also going to raise her with the arrogance of thinking she's better than everybody. And it is what it is. So Hitler. Now that we are three months... After the fact, and I do have this little girl, It, I mean, obviously all that stuff I said in the past was like jokes, and now that I really have that life ahead of me of being a girl dad, raising a little girl for the next 18 years and just helping her grow into a human being, I know for sure that what I said back then was 100% right. This thing is the cutest fucking thing on the planet. There's not a chance. There's not a chance. Not only does she look like her mom, but she looks like me. And guess what? Your boy, cocky, okay? So when you have a little baby version of her mom and me, it's over. There's no chance. There's no chance she's going to be a great person because of her mother and she's going to get whatever she wants because of her father and it is what it is and I know that you parents some of you parents out there are rolling your eyes like great and another shit kid no she's going to have the right values she's just going to get everything she wants (laughs) I don't know I didn't think that sentence out before I said it let me let me break it down let me get real for a second when she came out I'll tell the birth story in a second but when she came out And we saw that it was a girl. Not just for the nine months before that, but for basically until I was 15 years old, I was like, yeah, I want to have a little boy. You know, I got to be a I got to have a little boy. I got to have a son, you know, because I I grew up wrestling wrestled for 18 years. Like it's just part of like my family culture and my entire life. I I was raised with two other boys, like my two little brothers. I was raised in the house with them. So it was just masculinity and chaos and athletics and just like I don't know power I don't know not power but just like really it was it was an aggressive upbringing and not only did I like it I reveled in it I was obsessed with that and I wanted to have that again in my household as a dad as a dad and as a husband I wanted to have the boys in there I was like okay okay I can discipline a little boy. I can make sure that he grows up to be a good man because I'll just reflect what my dad did with some tweaks. And <laughs> but I had my heart set. And not only did I have my heart set, everyone that we talked to was like, yeah, it's probably a boy. Just because, I mean, you think of the Julios, you think of boys. I have my two little brothers. They're both animals. And it's just like it was one of those things, man. It's one of those things. And then Gracie came out and. Uh. First off, when she came out, she had the umbilical cord wrapped around her neck twice, and so she was, she was a little blue. Um, but there was a, it was it was a really really busy night, so we had an, a, a three year resident actually delivering the baby. Our doctor was on vacation, unfortunately, and um, but there was a midwife that uh, had delivered over two thousand babies. That was literally over this resident's shoulder, running the show. She was. Uh hands down, one of the most badass women that I've ever had the pleasure of sharing a space with. And uh I'll 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 talk a little bit more about her in depth in a second, but her head came out and the umbilical cord was wrapped, and instead of waiting for her to be delivered entirely and then kind of unwinding the baby like they usually do, they usually take the baby and unwind it to try and get the umbilical cord loosened. The midwife leaned over this probably 315 pound three year resident. It might have been three hundred and fifty pounds, because homie was like six six. Anyways, the midwife leans over him, um, because I saw the head, and uh, I'll explain how I saw the head in a second too. But and just pop pop, the umbilical cord is wrapped twice, and like she was, and like she was popping rubber bands off of a tennis ball or something. It was just like boom boom. It was super smooth sailing, so the umbilical cords were off immediately, um. And then Jordan pushed one more time. Shoulder dropped through. Entire baby came out, and they got her over to the. They got her up on. I cut the umbilical cord. She was still kind of unresponsive though. So, um, I'll talk in depth on that in a second. But when she, cried, when, I was with Jordan, and I was I had her forehead on my forehead, and when Gracie cried, for the first time. I knew right then that I was never supposed to be anything other than a girl dad. That was the only thing I was supposed to be. I was supposed to have a little girl. And because I can be the dad that raises a strong, independent girl. But also shows her that quote-unquote negative masculine energy. I don't even want to say toxic masculinity. But like when she came out, the only thing I thought was I... I am going to treat Jordan with so much love because everything that I do to Jordan is what Gracie is going to look for in the future. You know what I mean? Now, I will say that this opening episode is going to have a little bit more heavy segments like that in it just because the most amazing and heart-growing and emotional things ever to happen in my life have happened in the last few months and I kind of just got to get that out of the way. I got to give people the update and it is what it is. Now, Jordan was induced. She did have to be induced. She went in. Gracie was a little bit slow in the belly and Jordan got a little nervous because her activity had slowed for about two days. So Jordan went in to get checked. The doctor was like, oh, your blood pressure is so high that you might uh, go unconscious. So we're just going to induce the baby. I was at work (laughs) and uh, I show up after work. And when I walked in, Jordan was crying and I'm like, hey, what the fuck is going on? Because uh, my wife is about to pop and now she's crying and she's at the hospital. That's not a good thing. Am I going to have to go on a savage knee buckling spree? I don't want to say murder spree cause I wouldn't kill any doctors, but you best believe I'll be running down that hallway, just knocking fucking legs out from under people, buckling knees. If they had just given her some bad news. Nope. About five minutes before I walked in the door, they had told her they, that they have to induce her just for her safety alone. She was scared, but it was like, Hey babe. We are three days before our original due date. You're good. You got this shit. We got this shit. And when I say we, I mean you, because let me tell you something that this entire experience taught me. Guys, ain't shit. We can't do We can't do anything. Immediately, I snap into game mode when I find out we're going to be induced. I'm like, okay, you're no longer tired. You will not be grumpy. You will be the most supportive human being possible on the planet because your wife is about to go through the number one, most intense, most painful, most scary, most stressful situation that she's ever had in her life. And your only job is to strap the fuck in and be a wall, be a wall for her to push on, kick on, punch on, slap on, hang on, whatever the fuck you're, that's what you're doing. So they bring her up to the room. They didn't start her on Pitocin. They, 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 they were going to do this thing where they like, it's kind of like a tampon. They like put it up there. Blah, blah 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 Okay, we don't need to get too graphic with the stuff. But they, there was uh, I can't even, I can't even remember what it was called. But there was something that was supposed to, you know, kind of start contractions and induce labor. Labor. Serve it all. Bam, dude. I brains like steel trap. Brains like a steel trap. It's just a st- a steel trap that has a lag. So. They start around on Cervidol. All that really does is start contractions. Her body kind of gets sent into contractions. But dude, these contractions, my wife had not gone into labor. She had not started contractions. This was done out of having extremely high blood pressure. Here's the other thing. She had been in the ER, stressed out about her baby for four hours. No fucking shit that her blood pressure is going to be through the roof. And the reason I say that is because when we got her up to the the delivery room and her and I were hanging out, her blood pressure dropped immediately because we had a plan. We knew the baby was safe and she was able to calm down and kind of align her brain. Her blood pressure was through the roof because she was stressed out. So it wasn't necessarily Gracie that said, hey, bam, 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 let's get the fuck out of here. It was kind of it had to be and it had to be slightly induced. Start to serve it all. Her contractions are a minute apart immediately immediately she starts these contractions and it's just bam and I'm watching the little monitor that shows when her body contracts it literally peaks up for about 10 seconds and then peaks down for about 10 seconds then it flattens out and then about a minute later it peaks up and then it peaks down and so I'm just I'm just holding her hand I'm, I'm saying positive words of affirmation I'm trying to do anything that I can and my wife is just Settling in for the ride, it hurts her so much, but but it's game time, she's doing fine. So these contractions, when they hit, it's, it's a full body tense, you know? So let's put this in, in, in a frame of reference for dudes, okay, who might not quite understand. When you do a bench press, okay, you're laying down on the bench, you unload the weight, your entire body is locked in. Okay. Your core is engaged. Hopefully, your glutes are engaged, your hamstrings are engaged, and you control that weight down, and you control that weight up. Now, imagine doing a 15-second rep. Slow on the way down. Slow on the way up. Imagine that full body tension, okay, and then you rack it, and then a minute later, you take it off, and you do it again, okay? In my mind, that was the equivalent. It was a full body tense up contraction over and over, and over, and she did this for eight hours, okay, eight hours of this, boom, 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 they were coming in, they were checking her, they were seeing if she was moving along in terms of dilation and stuff like that, but they came in, uh, I'm pretty sure it was eight hours, and and she was dilated to, I think, a two, a two or a three, so they took the Servadol out. Now they were going to come in and put start her on pitocin, which is like the heavy hitter that's for sure going to induce labor. But they left the room for a while just to let her relax. She was exhausted. She was to the point where, I mean, she's been she was doing that for so long, and she just wanted to rest for a second, for a second. And it's so disheartening after all that work and all that stress and all that pain, to be like, Hey, you're at a two or a three. I can't remember the exact dilation. All I know is they were nowhere close. They left. We're relaxing. We're walking around the room. We're kind of chilling. You know, um, I turn away from her for a second and like, I'm walking over to the counter on the other corner of the room. I'm not sure what for. And I hear like pop and then of a, a waterfall and I'm not kidding. Okay. And also my wife going literally like this, huh? And I was like, what? What the hell just happened? And I know I just said what the hell just happened in a calm state. I fucking lost it. I was like, "Ah, ah," like squeaky. And are you okay? (laughs) What the fuck was that? Her water broke. Our nurse was stationed literally right outside our room. She had our little desk and a little computer right outside our room. She comes running in, hits the red light button because she heard the commotion. I didn't help. I added to it for sure. But she comes in and she's like, hey, what happened? Because <laughs> she heard both of us go, oh, fuck. And Jordan's like, what was that? What was that? And she's like, oh, your water broke. And the, and the nurse was so funny. She's like, I'm not going to lie. I thought for sure I was going to come in here and see a baby on that bed. And I was like, God, if only. Jesus, that would be the best. Also, what do I do in that? Do I do I do a diving catch like I'm a fucking rugby player? Never played rugby. Not prepared. Can't do that. Okay. I don't want to do a diving catch of my baby f- f- flying off the table at Mach 10. All right. Because the, the power and the force at which this came out, I was like, and it's on the wall. So... <laughs> Oh, I actually did get one thing mixed up. They had started Pitocin. Hey, they had, I'm pretty sure. I'm fucking that up a little bit. It is what it is. Anyways, we're continuing on. Um, I, I have the times right. So she goes into, her body gets sent into contractions now normally. Okay, she's hitting contractions, boom, 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 contractions again. We're at the 15 hour mark. Okay, my wife has been battling. For 15 hours. 15 hours of rep, 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 rep. And I'll tell you one thing before I continue on with the story. As a husband, so unbelievably proud of her power. Like the power and just the raw energy that she was going through. Now, was she getting a little bit broken down mentally? Yeah, but it's been 15 hours. Like as a husband, I was like, that right there. That girl right there is why. When she came and sat down next to me at the student union building eight years ago, and she said, hey, are you that guy from America Falls? Blah, 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 blah. I couldn't even talk back to her because I was in awe because I saw everything that she was right then in that moment. And I knew that something just changed. My life had just changed right there in that moment. And I worked and I worked and I worked and I, Got that girl, and this right here, this entire time, this entire labor, this entire process, this entire leading towards our future, was just meant to happen. And so she's at the fifteen-hour mark. For about the last hour, it's getting bad, man. She's getting, she's getting put through the ringer. She is exhausted. And and the thing that really set it off is they came in and checked there again at the fifteen-hour mark, and she was at a four she is dilated to a four and for those of you that don't know that have never had a baby or haven't really like looked into it you have to be at a 10 in order to start pushing so it was time to call in the big dogs she had she had fought like a damn queen for 15 hours and she still was in the the time frame of hey you can have an epidural and so we did we didn't have a birth plan and it was very very much on purpose that we didn't have a birth plan because it's like that boxing saying, I can't remember Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson or whatever, the fuck, whoever said it. Everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. We knew that going in. So we were like, we're not going to have a birth plan because we are literally go with the flow people. Hey, okay? When you have a plan, it usually gets messed up. We would rather adapt. We would rather adapt and move forward with whatever process that we decide. And when we decide we are going into that direction, full force. So when the time came, Hey, do you want to have an epidural? She turned to me and I said, I'm all for it. If you're all for it, I've seen my wife suffer for 15 hours at this point. And so we called in the big dogs. Okay, now let's get into a slap happy fucking epidural guy. All right. Now it's, I want to say 8 a.m. at this point and Captain Happy Go Lucky gets called in. Okay. I almost, said, I almost said the esthetician, but I'm pretty sure that's a lady that does nails named Mei Ling and not this guy. This guy is the anesthesiologist, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> the esthetician comes in, and he comes in with the uh, nurse lady that is helping him out, his assistant, and she's a normal person. She walks in ahead of him with all of the supplies in her hands, and I can tell, hey, from the jump, you're here to do your job like a professional. Then Slap Happy comes in and his his chaotic energy wasn't helping the situation. Now, when I say his chaotic energy, I mean he was cracking jokes, but for himself. He, It was one of those things like he was the guy who talks a lot, and everyone's eyes look at their own brain. he says something, and everyone's eyes roll so far to the back of their fucking head that they see their own brain i can't I can't even tell you what he was saying. I can't even tell you the jokes he was making because i'm blind rage i he comes in my wife's had fifteen hours of pain. he comes in, and it wasn't that he was making jokes. it was that he wasn't funny, so blind rage. <laughs> and And when I say the stress of the situation is really what added to it, I mean, you're getting an epidural, you hear the horror stories, you fuck up, paralysis, you fuck up, you're in the wrong spot, it numbs the butt, it can harm the baby, all the shit, okay? Epidurals are kind of intimidating, naturally. Now, in hindsight, he was just comfortable and confident because he's been doing it for 70 years, he's the keeper. been there forever, He also had like a really colorful and cartoony head wrap on. And I'm like, hey, that's fun. I know we're in the middle of a pandemic. That's fun. I would have done the exact same thing. I'm wearing a tie dye fuzzy sweater right now. I get it. We try to have fun. We try to have fun. This is a good time. Everyone's cool. We're rolling. This is an epidural. Get your fucking head straight. El Capitan. They sit Jordan up. They lean her over a table. Like we slid the table up to the edge of the bed. She put her elbows up on the table so she, her butt is on the bed. Her feet are hanging off of the side and she's leaning over this table. Okay, just trying to paint a picture for you guys like E.E. E. Cummings. I Now that I say that E.E. E. Cummings might have been a poet, not sure. Anyways, she's leaning over the table. I'm in front of her. She's holding my hand and she's holding the nurse's hand. She doesn't get to see. She said after the fact that I liked him. That was the first thing she said when he left the room, and I said, being a supportive husband, good, but I didn't because they set this, they set this like sanitary sheet out behind her, and all of the epidural stuff is in these like, this like big package case Do you remember when we like used to get hot wheels when we were a kid if you took a real real serious like me you had like the case that you could wheel around and then that big plastic part would clip up and there was all the individual slots for all your individual hot wheels it was like that but with drugs okay it was like that but with needles and stuff so you you take the cellophane top off and there's all the stuff you need for the epidural now he has to prep each piece individually Okay, and this motherfucker is all shoulders, and when I say he's all shoulders, I mean he's dancing while talking behind her back, just like doing the fucking shimmy like it's 1965. You know, he's like doing the shimmy. Where's my wife that's going to stay at home with the kids and not have a career for herself? He was one of those. He's doing that little dance, you know, that they did in the club in 65, and Not only that, his knees got a little bit involved. He's just kind of moving and grooving. And I'm like, if you move and groove while the needle's going into my wife's back, I'm going to fucking kick you out that window. We're on the second story. It's a beautiful overlooking the river. And I'm going to hit you so fucking hard you're going to fly into that river. Calm it down. I'm not adding a little spice and pizzazz to the story to make it funnier. This is how the guy was. Okay, He's prepping needles, filling syringes, and then capping them. He fills a syringe, he caps it, and then he drops back and tosses it onto the sanitary napkin from like three feet away. I'm not kidding. He tossed the needle. He he was standing right behind her. He could have placed the needle down, okay, and without even extending his arm, it wouldn't have even been that hard. It was right there. No motherfucker dropped back. Kobe dropped it onto the sanitary napkin, and I was like, okay. Needle goes in, the numbing thing goes in, and then they're going to do a spinal tap on my wife. Right in front of me. Really cool. Really cool thing. Really, like, keeps the legs sturdy. Knees don't get shaky at all when you see that. He goes in, boom. Like, with the big one, like, after the numbing one, he goes in and he does the spinal tap. And he immediately goes left or right. And, you know, Jordan was... having contractions so she can't move but she's having a contraction so she's taking out all of her energy on mine and the nurse's hand and that just is what it is but she's so focused on like keeping her body still she's not listening to any of us she's just like hold still hold still hold still and then he goes right or left and he said it that aggressively too And she was like well, what left R- right and he was like neither and she was like neither he's like i know he said i know Hey, you don't know. Okay, Clark, you don't know. This dancing-ass Clark Griswold motherfucker. (sighs) Listen, we're happy. We're having a good time. Some stuff's going to slip through the cracks. But he says, I know. He pulls the thing out, and he says, I got it. He's like, I knew I got that. Have a good one. And then just walks out, and then Jordan gets back in the bed and she leans back and she's like I like him and I was like good yeah me too totally 100% for sure for sure for sure cool, cool 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 but I'll tell you what dude like fucking epidurals my after watching my wife go through 15 hours of hell and then seeing her state of relaxation when contractions were still hitting every minute heaven for me and if you think it was heaven for me imagine the mental relief that it had for my wife. Hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm good. I feel I'm so much more relaxed. Thank you, Helen. I just feel like I'm excited and I feel relaxed and I'm ready to party. That was my wife post epidural. So, needless to say, epidurals two big ol' thumbs up. Thanks, dancing shoulder man. <laughs> So we're at 15 hours. She was at a four. She had the epidural. One hour later, maybe, she's at a 10. Her body was able to relax to the point where it was like, okay, let's open up. Let's have a baby. It's time to do this thing. It's time to start pushing. The pushing, dude. The pushing. She pushed for four hours. I held her right leg. The nurse held her left leg. And she pushed. And the pushing went like this because the nurse came in to help coach her through how she was gonna push. And it was the, cont- the contraction would start and build. And about five seconds into the contraction, big deep breath in, hold that breath, push with all your might. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let the air out. Right when you hit the end of letting your air out, big, big, sharp inhale in. Bear down again. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Two times each contraction, sometimes three, depending on where she was at. Now, four hours of that, man. This is after 15 hours. After 15 hours? No, I'm sorry, after 16 hours, because it took about an hour for for to be at a 10. Regardless, we're coming close to a full day of this shit. So, she's pushing and she's pushing, and this fucking... Now, I will say one thing, the nursing staff was the most amazing people that I've, they're just, they're beautiful. They're beautiful people, their support, their energy, their positivity, everything that they brought to the table. They were passionate about their job and I loved every single minute of it. We had a third year resident helping deliver and homie literally with six, seven sitting in between my wife's legs with his hands in between his knees folded, waiting for the next contraction. The next contraction would hit. He would kind of push a little bit. And then when the contraction would end, he'd go, that was good. This motherfucker, man. It wasn't that he was bad, okay? It was that he was apathetic. That was the problem. He didn't. I know you're a third-year resident. This probably isn't even your specialty necessarily. It's probably been a long night for you too. But the, the lack of energy was disheartening. You're looking for a sign that things are progressing. Things are moving forward. Just hearing, Oh, that was good, that was good 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 effort. And me and the nurses are like, Yeah, great job. But then in walked that midwife. My wife was losing her fire and that midwife came in with the most poppin' and bubbly personality and like, All right. I hear we're I hear we're pushing to have a baby. Like it was just like boom boom. It was one of those things where you know when you're vibing with someone, she walked in and she was immediately a vibe and she was a coach too. She was like as Jordan was pushing it was like yes yes push push great job great job and then she would finish and Jordan and and it was supportive and it was just amazing i love this woman she was she was a beautiful human being now i will say through the pushing process that 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. I took that over. I was doing the countdowns. I'm holding her right leg the entire time. Front row seats, by the way. And guys that can't handle that or can't stomach that, you're a huge fucking bitch. Are you kidding me? You can't watch your wife give birth? She's the one going through everything. I just had to say that real quick because I hear some of my guys be like, God, I just couldn't do it. I just, uh, my stomach turned. Hey, pussy. Big old pussy. Like, you are a bitch, dude. What? That's literally the mother of your unborn child. That's literally the woman that's working to push a, to push your seed into this world. And you're like, I don't like the way your vagina looks. You're a fucking pussy, dude. So I'm in it. I'm front row seat, fucking right leg. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Breathe in. Go again. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Like, let's fucking get it. And I was trying to coach her. In terms of like that was fucking awesome. Like I, I saw you bear. I saw the pushing was in the right spot. Like you're fucking crushing it. And there was a point where Gracie started crowning. Okay, you could actually see the head in the canal, that kind of thing. And, and I, my intensity picked up a little bit. <laughs> there's like a few nurses standing behind. Um, there's the midwife was in there. the The third year pillow of a man with zero emotional connection to anything was sitting in there. The nurse holding her, le- her left leg was in there. like, And I'm like, I snapped into coach mode, dude. I coach wrestling, I coach CrossFit. And I snapped into coaching mode to where she would come down off of her pushing and she's back to breathing and the contraction has stopped. And I'm like, that's fucking it right there, babe. That's exactly what we do. I'm like touching her forehead with my finger and stuff. Like that shit right there. This is mental. You are fucking strong. You got this shit. And the nurses. Are pulling the like shifty eyes. You guys, you guys remember that meme from I don't know three decades ago of that little kid holding the cup in the restaurant, that little chubby boy, and he's just kind of like he notices the cameras recording him, and he kind of looks at the camera, he looks away, he looks at the camera, he looks away. That's every nurse in that room. Okay, they're like, what the fuck? This motherfucker is a little bit intense, and it's like, yeah, obviously I'm a little bit intense, but and Jordan's, I can't see them. I'm watching her. OK, I'm watching her, seeing her face, making sure that her headspace is right. I'm trying to amp her up, get her going. And she sees all them being like, do we need to uh fucking tranquilize this guy and get him the fuck out of here? <laughs> and, uh, and unprompted, Jordan goes, it's fine. She's all tired. It's fine. He's a wrestling coach. He is a wrestler. That's just how he is. This is just what we do. And they were all just like, oh, so you married a psychopath. Cool. But it was all good after that. Um, that midwife came in, really set the scene. And uh, Gracie was born. I kind of I, I touched on that in the beginning, you know, umbilical cord. She came out, got set on Jordan. And so uh, when she came out, it was so sudden. Like I expected to be like head, shoulders chest like with each individual push it was like head umbilical cord umbilical cord shoulder entire body like it was like pop pop and they pulled her out and I almost dropped to the floor because seeing something come out of your wife that fast remember front row seats babe front row seats seeing something come out of your wife that suddenly I was like (sighs) like oh Jesus like and I also the sound of her relief. She did that like, like, you know, like it all, all kind of came out. And and they set. I I was I was uh gonna be the one to announce what it was and uh cut the umbilical cord. They set Gracie on the on Jordan's chest, like out on. And it was like, what is it, Dad? What is it, Dad? And I was like, kind of still in shock of the whole thing, and I was like looking. And, but I like almost couldn't talk because I noticed that she was blue, you know, I noticed that she wasn't crying. um. And I was like, it's a, it's a, and the nurse goes, a girl. And I was like, yeah, it's a girl. It's a girl. Like, I was like, I was scrambled, man. I was like, like fear struck me, you know, fear struck my heart. I, and I knew that. Like, I was the one that was going to cut the umbilical cord, and there's, like, legality to that if they do it when I said that I wanted to do it, that kind of thing. So I'm like, I'm like, clamp it, clamp, 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 clamp it, like, because I know that they're going to get her taken care of. Like, uh, Jordan and I can't do anything. So, I'm, it's like, clamp, 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 cut, 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 you know? Like, let, let, let's fucking go. And and they they were all rushed, but they were also trying to abide by, like, laws and rules and stuff, and I was just like, oh, my God, fuck, who gives a shit? Fucking cut, boom. They clamp, clamp, cut. And they take her, uh, not out of the room or anything. Just like there's a little, <laughs> there's a little warming table that was about four feet away. And uh, and I turned to Jordan, and you know she had seen Gracie too. And Gracie's arm had like the thing that Jordan always recalls is like when they set her on Jordan's belly. Gracie's arm dropped and like was like limp, kind of hanging behind her back, and that kind of like burned into her brain. I just want them to take care of Gracie and I want to make sure that I'm with my wife and that my wife is okay and so they take her this all happened in a matter of 10 seconds but I turned to Jordan and she's like is she okay is she okay is she okay I was like yep yep she's fine she's fine they're just getting her on the warm it's fine you know like I'm sure that I was not that relaxed in my voice but I was trying and I'm I grab her hands and I put my forehead on her forehead and uh and uh and uh and and Gracie started Gracie started crying uh loud God damn. And we lost it. Jordan and I did. Because this, this cry was so strong, man. And she was so powerful and that was our little girl, you know. That is our little girl. And uh, and we lost it. We both started weeping and Jordan's like, Go check on her, go check on her I said, Of course and I went over there and I saw my daughter laying on the table, you know getting her name tag and stuff put on and getting bundled up and just crying so strong and fuck i gotta stop crying for a second Uh, but yeah man she was so strong and um it was it was the greatest uh it was the best moment that i've ever experienced it's something that uh i always wanted to have a kid but i didn't know the type of emotion that it inflicts on you I didn't know I didn't I didn't know what it was going to feel like what that that was going to feel like I've never felt the amount of emotion that I did in that moment um I probably never will again you know until I have another kid probably but even then I'll be a little bit more prepared the, the gut punch of joy and happiness and love and everything and I'm just so proud of my wife and the way that she fought through and just was a goddamn wonder woman and was able to bring us that bring us her bring us Gracie and uh yeah man it was it was the greatest thing i've ever experienced um after the, after the fact you know we stayed there for a couple nights just because this hospital's so amazing they allow for that you know you're able to stay a couple And so we did. And uh, it it was really cool because, you know, different nurses are coming in to run different kind of things, just make sure that everything's going good with our little baby girl. And half of them that came in were like, I've been doing this for been doing this for a long time. You 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 guys made me cry in the corner a little bit. You guys uh, after you guys heard your daughter watching you two together, you had me crying. And it's like (laughs) you're a professional who does this, you know. 20 30 times a a day so hearing that from them it was kind of like uh it was powerful to us because you would think that people would kind of get numb to that not necessarily numb but just used to it um but it just is uh i guess it's just a symbol of what me and my wife have and i know that uh this opening podcast (laughs) it's it got a little it's a a little heavier and a little more emotional than the rest are going to be but i just had to tell that story i just had to I just had to express what that was like, and I kind of wanted to give a full scope of what it was like becoming a dad, and I just love my girls so much, man, so don't worry. The rest... <laughs> uh, I know only a few people are going to listen to this whole first episode just because it's like, this isn't comedy. It's like, yeah, I know, but dude, it's life, and I just wanted to tell it, but the rest of the episodes will be a little bit lighter, a little more fun. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah. Ever since then, it's just been it's just been crazy. Just adapting to dad life, and you know, just learning learning how to be parents with my wife. It's been it's been pretty amazing. And uh, we I, I will I will tell you one thing. We went. I love kids. You know, like I've always wanted to be a dad. I've always wanted to be a dad. You ask anyone, it's like yeah. VJ's always wanted to be a dad. He never shuts the fuck up about it. And it's like, dude, I I was made for that. I love kids. Kids are the best. They're so innocent and like moldable. And if I was able to have one of my own, I was going to just pour my heart and soul into like helping this person have a fulfilled life. And it's just like one of the most, one of the best things that I can picture myself doing. And then I had Gracie and that all changed in terms of me liking kids because where I saw kids as these innocent, beautiful little creatures with so much potential ahead of them. Now I see them as obstacles in the way of my daughter's success. <laughs> we, went, we went to our first pediatric appointment. Gracie's in her car seat. I'm walking in. It's one of the first times I'm walking in with a car seat somewhere as, as you know, pop Bear and I was like super proud and we get in the waiting room. We have our masks on and shit and we're sitting in there and there's, you know, three other families all with you know, I could tell newborns that are all covered up in their car seats and stuff. And I'm just looking around at all these beautiful families with all these, you know, new babies and all this new potential ahead of them. And I'm just like, damn. I look down at Gracie and I'm just like, hey, babe, look at all these fucking kids that are in your way. <laughs> look at all these fucking kids that are going to get stepped on in your pathway to success. <laughs> i Hitler, man. I said it at the end of the, the, the last podcast, I, I <laughs> this, girl, this girl is going to be like the best thing that ever happened or the worst thing that ever happened. She's going to take over the world in a good way or a bad way and it just is what it is. And if she doesn't, that's fine too. Whatever she wants to do, man. Whatever she wants to be happy. But all right. All right. The first episode's done. Okay. <laughs> And it wasn't, it honestly wasn't very reflective of what the rest of the episodes are going to be like. But I hope that if you listen to this first episode, it doesn't deter you from listening to the next episode. Because of the weight of it, it's not all going to be like that. I'm going to be asking for people to submit their best, happiest, funniest, most embarrassing, whatever the hell stories, and we're going to focus on a story. We're going to talk about current events that are going on. We're going to have a really, really good time. What we're not going to do is talk about politics, but what we will do is talk about funny shit that happens in such instances, but regardless, it's 2021 now, babe. It is the new year. If you're like me and you were like, hey, we're on lockdown. There's not a lot of free time left. I'm going to get jacked. Okay, that was me. I was like, dude, there's nothing else to do other than raise a child on four hours of sleep a night. But I was like, dude, I'm going to get jacked. And here I am. Haven't touched a barbell or worked out in two months. I'm living basically strictly off of gas station food because of my job. And I sleep four hours a night because of my daughter. Thank you, 2020. And (laughs) goodbye. Oh, man. But I've just been chilling. And I got to get this out of the way. Speaking of chilling, (laughs) that was, oh, worst segue ever. Speaking of chilling, this episode of Cheer Up Babe is brought to you by Chill Wellness, the best CBD company. And when I say that, I don't say it lightly. I know that there's a lot of CBD products out there and everything, but I use Chill Wellness. Okay. I, I live a stressful life right now, man. I, I, I'm up with Gracie till about 1. That's my shift. I wake up at 5. I go to work. I get off work. I take Gracie back. Try to give Mama Bear a little bit of a break. I cook dinner so that my wife makes sure she's... I just I live a very, very high-rev, stressful life right now. And I'll tell you what, doing some CBD droplets, drinking some of the CBD hydration, making sure I'm staying hydrated, it, honest to God, levels me back out. Chill Wellness, C-H-I-L, one L, wellness.com. It's full spectrum, the most premium CBD product on the market. I'm obsessed with it. I use it daily. Jordan's obsessed with it. She uses it daily because it actually works for calming that nervous system. And as brand new parents, we're pretty revved up. And it's also something that's just guilt-free. You know you're putting a great product into your body. They're not not out there just trying to make a buck. They're the only CBD company that's partnered with the Arthritis Foundation, which is amazing. The founder of the company himself started this company because his daughter was diagnosed with arthritis. And he started working with the best doctors and scientists and farmers to try and come up with the best product. And they have done it, and it's amazing. So if you want to get your hands on some CBD, head on over to Chill Wellness. When you put your stuff in your cart, enter promo code VJJULIO15, you'll get 15% off your entire cart. That just is what it is. That's vjgiulio 15 at checkout to get 15% off your entire order. And also, if you want to cop a shirt, we're going to have merch soon. I have a website for this podcast. Head on over to cheerupbabethepodcast.com. Click the shop button. There's going to be some merch in there. If you go there right now and there's not merch, that just means I haven't got the shirts in my hands yet but the second that they're in my hands that's going to go live you can also hit links for the podcast there make sure you subscribe if you if you plan on staying updated with the episodes i want to thank you guys so much especially if you came over from the topic box and you're giving this one a chance thanks for listening in and remember don't be a bummer and cheer up babe